for all things land development, planning and property. This is Property on Fire with Ian Walmsley. To find out how Ian can help you, visit propertyonfire.co.uk. Hello and a very warm welcome to this week's episode of Property on Fire. So what do we have coming up in today's episode? This week we've got a little bit of a special episode. Um, I'm going to be talking mainly about use class E and about some of the opportunities that I see that you may well be able to take advantage of. So if you're listening to this and perhaps you are fairly new to property or you have perhaps missed out in the past on opportunities that have come and gone and in the past you've not been there at the right time, well, hopefully at the end of this episode, you will have an awful lot more knowledge and understanding about the changes that are coming later this year. And you can perhaps get ahead of that curve, a big advantage over people that will not be listening to this episode. So, yeah, so that's going to be the bulk of this episode, talking about Class E. Um, however, I've also still got a rant and I really appreciate the messages that everyone feeds back to me about this podcast. And in particular, so many of you love my rants. And this week, I'm aiming my fire firmly at estate agents. So if you are an estate agent, hey, I apologize in advance. Okay, but there we are. You are the target this week, I'm afraid. And we'll also be having an update from a couple of the development sites around the UK that I do as part of Leading Homes. So without further ado, let's get started. But before we do, please do like, review and subscribe to this podcast and come with me on this property journey. First of all, a quick update from our site. So if you've been following the episode so far, and we're now in episode 16, Uh, Thank you, first of all. But uh, for those that perhaps are fairly new to this podcast, and I appreciate we are getting new listeners every single week. Part of my passion in life, apart from being a planning geek, a drone geek, and a few other geeks besides, um, I'm also run, along with my business partner, Jonathan Stobbs, we actually run a company called Leading Homes. And as part of Leading Homes, we have a number of ongoing developments and two of our main sites. One is in South Devon, down in the southwest, and one is in a very nice part of North Devon. Now, the site in South Devon is a building that I first viewed about four years ago, just over four years ago now. And at that time, it was a closed office block. It had been closed for probably three, four, five years, something like that, and was actually owned by Devon County Council. As a result of that, it had to be on the market in order to be sold because they have to be seen to be above board. And this was in a pretty poor state, if I'm honest. It was uh, pretty overrun. Um, Vandals had got in, all that sort of stuff. However, I could actually see the vision of what it could actually become. And over the last couple of years, we've actually been converting it to a number of flats. And we ought to hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm hoping, uh, big crossing of fingers here, hoping to get building control sign off 
and PC within the next seven days, which will be a great relief. Um, we actually had our open day for the 22 flats that we've currently converted a week before the first lockdown. So, yeah, it probably wasn't the best of timings, if I'm honest. Uh, but, yeah, we we had that. We've, we've battled through COVID, through everything that that has actually thrown at us. But we are finally sort of coming out the other end. And as soon as we do have both practical completion and also uh, building control sign off, it will actually mean that our first residents can actually move in. So that will be a really good day when, when actually people can start living within the property. The building itself actually began just over 50 years ago when it was actually built as a county council care home. So I guess we're just going back in time and once again people will be living there as their home except for it will be a little bit more up to date than it might have been 50 years ago. Now on to our other site which is in North Devon in a very beautiful town called Westwood Ho um, which does have an exclamation mark in its name and is the only well it's only one of two places in the entire world that actually has an exclamation mark in its official name. Now this site is one that we've only just purchased and completed upon in the last month or so and it is a development of 14 bungalows. Um, as part of that this week we've actually fenced the site with Harris fencing um, to actually make sure the site is secure because obviously we we have certain responsibilities if people were to actually get onto the site and um, perhaps even fall down a, a rabbit hole or whatever they might do um, but we also have a barn that is on the site which we have to demolish it's actually in the way of the road that needs to go through so we can't look at class q there so sorry i'm not about to do a barn conversion to residential um, but that barn has to come down and as part of that the actual roof of it is actually fully asbestos so this week we've actually removed the asbestos from the roof which now means the barn is roofless um, and we can then demolish the barn in due course. But of course being asbestos we had to actually remove that in a safe and secure way and dispose of that asbestos uh, legally. And if you want to actually learn more about asbestos if you go all the way back to episode 2 um my ian's a to z of property we actually covered asbestos in that episode if you'd like to learn a little bit more about asbestos now of course having put harris fencing around the site it has meant that the site is once again in the local facebook groups um and we'll have to see what the uh, chatter is about that uh we do have full planning so we can actually go ahead as soon as we have completed the pre-construction elements and I will be coming back to the Westwood Ho site and indeed the uh, South Devon site in future episodes of Property on Fire but if you want to see some photos from the site then please do follow me on social media um, I post every single day to Facebook Instagram and LinkedIn so please feel free to follow the journey of the sites there that both myself and Jonathan Stobbs, my business partner, will post on a regular basis. And as I say at the start of every episode, come with me on this property journey, and I really do mean that. I will take you along these sites from start to finish and beyond. (laughs) 
This is Property on Fire with Ian Walmsley. And now, Ian's rant. Right, okay, so we're back to another rant. Um, and if you've been listening to this for a while, you will know that I I do like to let off steam a little bit. And so far, over recent episodes, I've covered investors, builders, cutting corners, solicitors, and boy, I could rant a lot about solicitors at the moment. Uh, banks, CPCs, storage heaters, shutting down for two weeks, TV property shows, builders quoting people who claim to be experts after five minutes so the five minute mentor no respect for women and young people and older people but this week i am going to aim directly at estate agents yep i rely upon them to sell my properties but come on guys come on let us sort out these photographs i mean come on i'm currently house hunting at the moment and Boy, oh boy, do I see some dross in these photographs that are put out by some estate agents. They are appalling. I mean, whoever thought of showing a photo with washing drying on the radiator or on clothes horses or underwear or anything else was suitable for a photo that is supposed to be promoting the property? The words are great. Yeah, they tell us that it's an idyllic place. Okay, they probably forget to mention the eyesore next to the door in the words, but hey, that's down as part of due diligence. But the photos are there to sell the property. We tend to work on a lot of visuals when, when we're buying anything. And right now, I'm looking at photos that are diabolical. Now, okay, I will forgive you if your horizons are a little bit off. I shouldn't. But I do. I ought to mention here, I used to be a professional photographer. I used to be a sports photographer. And Horizons were one of my bugbears. And they still are a bugbear for my wife, Cheryl, to be honest. She hates Horizons. Anyway, I'm not talking about Horizons today. I'm talking about dross in estate agents' photographs. Just take a moment, guys. If you're listening to this, take a moment and actually have a look at the photographs that you are putting out for these properties and you will see stuff in those photographs that be quite honest should not be there they do not give a good representation of that house yes we all have junk rooms we all have those rooms that are a bit of a mess but don't photograph them Aim your photograph or the camera away from that mess from those boxes piled up in the corner you know, that junk that is sitting on a desk, wherever, you know, that unmade bed, that, oh, I could just go on and on. And, you know, I'm going to have to stop here because literally I will rant for five, ten minutes on this. Now, you only have to go onto Facebook and quite often you will see threads of these photographs. And it is crazy, the fact that it is still happening today. I've seen it this very week. I mean, you know, the washing just did it for me this week. You know, just washing underwear, underwear, not, not just not not just a jumper or something like that, but underwear drying on the radiator in the back of the room. Don't people look through the lens or the back of the camera whilst taking it? I know we're so happy we 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 just hold up our smartphones or whatever it is and we just take our photos. And yeah, they make great shots these days. It's very easy to take good shots. But just take a second to compose that photograph. Just look. 
just look because is it just me or is it someone else involved as well because even if someone's going into the house or even if the resident themselves is perhaps in these times taking the photographs and the estate agent's not going around there perhaps that's the reason I don't know but even if it is even if the resident and the owner of the property is taking these photographs when it gets back to the office have a look at the damn things just look at them look at them just don't just put them into right move or whichever platform you're actually using it's great you're having 15 photographs or whatever the property but if 10 of those are dross you're doing yourself no favors whatsoever and yeah look i'm looking as to what what rooms look like yeah i, I know i can redecorate stuff i know all of that but it, I, I just move on to the next one so so there we go folks this week it's photos for estate agents and yeah just irritates me it really does irritate me but but look if there's something that irritates you if there's something that gets your back up that you just hate to do with property let me know just message me send me a pigeon post smoke signals whatever i don't care but if it annoys you just get in touch i'm not hard to get hold of but you can email me ian at propertyonfire.co.uk you can tweet me at property on fire you can let me know on Clubhouse. You can let me know on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Well, maybe not on there because I'm, I don't know. I, I don't want to do, do my dad dance, but that's, that's another thing. Anyway, look, let me know what is really in you off, right? Just let me know, okay? Um, I would love to, all right? After my little rant there, um, we're going to move into our main topic today. And as I said at the beginning, the bulk of today's episode is based around what could well happen going forward throughout 2021 and beyond with permitted development changes. Okay, right. As you probably know, I run a site called Planning Geek. And I must admit that over the last year, um, it's been a pleasure to actually see the growth in the number of visitors that we actually get every single day on it. Um, compared to, to a year ago, um, monthly and indeed daily figures are probably 12 times what they were a year ago. So I must be doing something right. And I am being asked almost on a daily basis now to talk about the changes that are actually happening later this year as far as permitted development is concerned. Now I have touched briefly on this in the past but given the fact that more and more information is coming out all the time I thought it would be worth having an update and try and get my crystal ball working as far as what may or may not happen and just give a few pointers as to what I feel you should be looking for at this particular time. First of all let's wind the clock back to 2015 um, when life seemed a little bit simpler to be honest. Um, back in 2015 the latest General Permitted Development Order was released, or GPDO. And at that time, and in the subsequent years, we have seen various uh, changes of use 
come about and we have the ability to actually convert certain types of building to residential for example class m allows us to convert a shop financial institution uh, a takeaway a payday loan shop betting shop or laundrette to a flat to a c3 dwelling we have class n to go from casinos or amusement arcades to residential and we have offices um, which is probably one of the most used ones and that is going from uh, what was b1a to c3 now the problem with these is first of all that these are all date stamped um, so for example in the case of offices it must have been an office on or before the 29th of march 2013 in the case of a shop or takeaway or betting establishment laundry etc then that was the 20th of march 2013 and so for different changes of use we actually have varying date stamps um, and yes it it does get a bit confusing but as a result of that anything that's been created since those dates you can't convert you can't convert those under the 2015 general permitted development order or gpdo for short however however last september um, the government changed the use class order to actually move several items into the new class e and class e now contains uh, shops cafes restaurants banks building societies estate agents employment agencies um, indoor sports areas uh, gyms doctors clinics health centers uh, what else we got we've got offices we've got light industrial as well so all of these and a couple more have actually been moved into the new use class e so that happened at the beginning of september of last year and if you want to go and look up use class e just do a, a google for class e and i think my planning geek site is pretty much at, at, at the top of the search results which is very nice halfway through last year the government also announced that the new general permitted development order would come out in july of 2021 and that this would probably take effect as from the 1st of august 2021 now over the christmas period and running up to the end of january the government undertook a consultation document about permitted development changes that they were thinking about doing as far as class e was concerned the top and bottom of that means is that if the government follows through with everything that was in that consultation document we ought to actually see the ability to convert any use within use class e to residential so let me repeat that that we should be able to see anything within use class e to residential and folks that is pretty powerful that is pretty powerful so again we've got shops we've got banks we've got cafes restaurants estate agents um, we've got 
acupuncturists, doctors, clinics, uh, offices, light industrial, and of course, light industrial, we used to have class PA, but the government stopped that about a year ago. Um, but that is now within use class E. Um, so we'll actually see all of these, hopefully, fingers crossed, being able to be converted to residential. They will all be subject to a prior approval, which is 56 days. And I doubt that that period will actually increase at all. So I, I foresee that being the same, uh, it'll be a 56 day prior approval. And we will have to meet certain criteria. So we already have now, we have floor plans, elevations, uh, natural light to habitable rooms. We have from the 6th of April, we have minimum space standards. And we do know that an element of fire safety will also come into um, the prior approval element of planning, as opposed to it being purely a building regs issue. And of course, other things like uh, flood risk and highways for parking, where, where people are going to park their cars may well be a consideration, etc. So yeah, if we can convert all these, then yeah, it's going to be pretty powerful. But if you remember early on in this segment, I spoke about the date stamp of being mostly around about 2013. That has meant we have had something in the region of eight years of buildings which have not been able to convert under the current permitted development rights. Under Class O for offices or Class M, for example, for retail, where you couldn't convert these for the last eight years. So anything built in the last eight years, forget it. You can't convert. However... However, I'm expecting that date stamp to leap all the way forward to probably round about spring 2020. And if that does, and I fully expect that to happen, it will release eight years worth of buildings that have not been able to be converted. So what does this mean for you? If you're listening to this thinking, oh, opportunity, ooh, I wonder what I can do. Have a look at those buildings that are perhaps up for sale or even up to let at the moment go and have a look at those and see whether or not those are viable to be converted to residential because i tell you what there are a lot of offices that have been built in the last eight years that are now going to hopefully be able to be converted so we'll just have to see the opportunities there from the last eight years but i reckon there's a few thousand uh properties around England that we can now look at converting to residential so there are plenty to go around okay they won't all be viable and they won't all make good homes because you need to look at things like deep floor plates for example especially with natural light having to come into these rooms so you need to be a little bit careful about um, about deep floor plates, for example. So they won't all be able to be converted easily and to maximise the space within those buildings. But many will. And I mentioned there about properties to let. Have a look at those as well. Because if somebody has been unable to sell their block of offices or they've been unable to sell their shop or whatever that property within Class E might be, they may well have let that property out or have been trying to let it out. 
And perhaps you don't know, perhaps they'll be interested in selling. And if they are interested in selling, then what I would suggest is trying to get that property on what is called an option. And we will come back to options in the future episode of Property on Fire. But essentially, an option is something, a piece of document that you can control that building normally for just a pound. Yeah, just a pound. It doesn't have to be a lot. So you can have that option on that building. And what you say is, subject to me getting planning for this building, I will buy your property for x or y and then the seller the vendor will know that if you get planning that you will then follow through and buy that shop buy that off block of offices whatever it might be um you know that that may well be an, an option for you um so have a look at that see if you can actually get control because if you do get prior approval on a property that prior approval or that planning belongs to that property you would want to buy it because it's you know it's to the vendor's advantage having suddenly got planning on his property uh, via prior approval via gpdo or any other method um once they've got planning the value of that property will actually go up and they'll suddenly find it a heck of a lot easier to actually sell it because you've done all the hard work for them. So make sure that option is long enough. Now, one other quick tip, if they do not like an option, if say, oh, I don't do options, I, I hate options, just tell them op- options have been around for a millennia. You know, they, they aren't something modern. Uh, they have been around for an awful long time. But if they don't like it, you can always do an exchange subject to and in this case, I do an exchange subject to getting planning on the property. Okay, so that is something that you could do. I wouldn't tell them the fact that you've listened to this podcast and that you now have this knowledge. No, I wouldn't tell them at all. Just simply say to them the fact that, you know, you are going to go and get planning, which is true. The GPDO is your planning permission. Uh, subject to the prior approval so yeah just go and uh, see if see if you can secure those buildings because eight years worth of buildings suddenly being available to be converted will be an awful lot so yeah so don't ignore lettings either Um, have a look at all those opportunities I did say earlier about my crystal ball and to be honest I don't have a crystal ball um, well, I did have one. That's 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 not quite quite true. I did have one, but it went into a workshop before the first lockdown. That company's gone on furlough, and hey, I have not had it back. So I'm waiting for them to come back so I can actually get it. But serious, seriously, folks, I don't know a hundred percent what may or may not happen. We may have other restrictions that the government brings in, but what the prime minister, who at the time of recording is still Boris. What Boris has said is that he wants to convert a lot of buildings to residential. He wants to get rid of the empty shops and the properties within the high street that are vacant and nobody's actually doing anything with them. So perhaps we are going back a 100 years or so where the high street used to be mainly residential. Personally, I don't have a problem with that. 
I really do not have a problem with that. Um, I know some people don't want that. They just want the high street to be full of butchers, bakers and candlestick makers. Well, those days, I'm afraid, have gone. You know, we're out of town, we're online, and especially now after, you know, all the COVID and everything else, um, you know, people are shopping, they're getting their groceries delivered um, and everything else. And I can only see that continuing, to be honest, in the weeks and months ahead. But of course, if you own a shop or you own a building which hasn't been able to be converted, well, you've, you've listened to this podcast and you now have the knowledge to go forward. So... To get more knowledge, yeah, keep an eye on my Planet Geek website, so planetgeek.co.uk. And as soon as I have any more concrete information, I will put it there. I will talk about it in the coffee meets that I co-host every single morning from 7am to 9am, seven days a week. You're always welcome to ask me on there. Ask, ask me live anything to do with planning or anything to do with what we've been speaking about today. I really don't mind. Or email me, message me, I don't know, send me smoke signals. I don't mind. I really don't. Um, but yeah, in all seriousness, just get hold of me. And if I can help you, um, then please do. I'm speaking to a number of mentorship groups on this subject. And obviously, yeah, I don't have slides with me, um, you know, when I'm doing the podcast. But if you ever catch me on one of these uh, videos or on one of these uh, live Zoom sessions that I do on a regular basis, then I'm quite happy to answer questions via those as well. Just to recap, Use Class E, which, by the way, if you swap any use within Use Class E, that is not development. So you can change those as often as you like. But the gist of today's message is come August... And we ought to see the initial papers put together or put to Parliament sometime from the spring onwards. Um, and that's the first time we will get a firm indication of what the government is actually intending to make live as from the 1st of August or whichever date they choose for the new GPDO to take effect. But once it's presented to Parliament, we will know a bit more. In the, in the planning business, we do not get any advance warning of... Um, what may or may not come out apart from what is actually released by the government. So I'm afraid I don't have some secret method for getting this. Okay, but just to recap, um, so we're talking about shops, we're talking about banks, we're talking about cafes, uh, building societies, estate agents, employment agencies, we're talking about uh, medical centres, uh, so doc doctors, clinics, health centres, um, we are talking about offices, we're talking about light industrial buildings, or we're talking about research and development buildings, for example, as well. All of those will hopefully be able to be converted to residential come 1st of August. However, however, please, and it is another however, do not submit that request before the new General Permitted Development Order comes live. If you submit that even the day before that is actually live, um, it will not be valid and it will be thrown out. So just make sure that you actually do that correctly. The one other change that has been floated around 
is the fact that currently it is £96 for a prior approval application, irrespective of number of dwellings. They are talking about making that charge per dwelling now. So where I actually... I've done 26, a uh, conversion of 26 on one former office block. Um, at the time, that actually cost me £80. Uh, if you put it in now, it'd be £96. Well, if they are talking about charging £96 uh, per property, then, yeah, that's that's a lot more than, um, you know, that's £2,600 or thereabouts. So the planning fees may well go up. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see whether or not they do actually carry that through. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if they do, to be honest. So I hope that's been useful today. Um, my A to Z of property, that's going to be back next week. And I will also have some more questions to answer as well next week. We didn't have time for any questions this week. And for that, I apologise. But I do appreciate people who are sending me questions to ian at propertyonfire.co.uk or they're tweeting me at propertyonfire or they're sending it to me via one of the several methods that uh, I'm available via social media. I'm really not hard to get hold of folks, so please do feel free to reach out if I can help you at all in your property journey within 2021 and beyond. Yeah, just do get in touch. So, as I say every week, keep safe and we'll chat again next Tuesday. Have a wonderful week. Property on Fire with Ian Walmsley. Please use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe to the show. And if you'd like a question answered on a future episode, email ian at propertyonfire.co.uk.